You're listening to DraftKings Network. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Coming up on today's show, me, Juju, and Fat Nat talk about all the madness from Wild Card Weekend. We take a peek at the upcoming divisional round playoffs and so much more on this frigidly cold and joeless episode of The Tomahawk Show. I would be honored if you played football for this team. Me play football? Now, most of you have been playing this game for 10 years. You got two more quarters, and after that, most of you will never play this game again. Why are you smiling? Because I love football. Football's fun. Fun, sir. Fun, sir. It's fun. You sure? What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the world famous Tomahawk Show. As always, I am your humblest of co-hosts, Andrew Hawkins, former seven-year NFL vet and media personality. Typically, I am joined by my partner in crime here, three-time Oscar winner, 15-time Pro Bowler, Hall of Fame in every sport, Joe Thomas, but he is not here. Right now, I think Joe is currently hunting somewhere in Europe. I don't remember exactly where, but he is doing (laughs) something that big white guys from Wisconsin do in their spare time when they make too much money. So more power to him. That's going to suck as we talk about the Browns because typically I want to go back and forth with him and we really have to break down what happened to our Cleveland Browns who took an L during Super Wild Card Weekend. But before we get to that, joined by uh, Waycross's native son, Juju Gotti in the building and the heart and soul of the Bay Area and the first lady of the Tomahawk Show, Fat Nat, three T's uh, if you follow her on social media. What's up, y'all? How y'all doing today? Start with Juju. Talk to me. Man, what a weekend, brother. I know my, oh, my dog Joe skipping out. I already see what happened. The Browns yep, lost. We can't find Joe. You see me? He don't answer text messages. We, <laughs> we just want to know you okay, brother. That's all. Just you know check on I mean? my dog, man. But it was a wonderful weekend for me. What about you, Nat? Yeah, my weekend was chill. I uh, just watched football all weekend. I uh, didn't really do much. I was jealous to see you were at one of the games this weekend, though. Yeah, we got to get you into that. Me? Juju was at one of the games of his squad. You know, Juju got a smile on his face. Nat is obviously still smiling because <laughs> her team hasn't played yet. So all things are good. You got me over here who is a little pissed off about the Cleveland Browns. We're going to start with the Browns first, Juju, um, because it's the Tomahawk show and the, the branding is orange. So the Bills always come second. The Browns <laughs> took an L. It took a bad L. The, the final score yeah. to the Houston Texans was 45-14. to 14. It got ugly. It was... I won't call it embarrassing because I think the Browns overall, they beat a lot of the odds this year. Nobody expected that. They were on their fourth quarterback. They lost their all-everything running back, a number of injuries to the offensive line, some to defense, and they were still in that position. But that being said, that was not the outing we expected. And I'm trying to, like, really gather my thoughts. And is this something that you blame on the way that the Browns played, which they didn't play great. The glass slipper fell off for our boy Joe Flacco. Uh, but on the other side, we talk about in the show all the time that CJ Stroud is like that. And unfortunately for a lot of Browns fans who double as Ohio state fans, they were very nervous about that game for that exact reason. (laughs) And at the end of it, it showed that the boogeyman was real juju as you were watching (laughs) that game. What was going through your head, bro? Bruh, I was like, Joe Flacco, please don't do this to America. Not again. I don't revert back to this one. You look like you played for the Jets one more time. (laughs) One last journey. But, yeah, but I feel like, like you said, bro, the Browns season, it was never really expected to take this form. And so them getting this far is a win for sure, even though they fell short of their goal. I think they're an inspiration. And Joe Flacco, bruh, giving – people on the couch around the world hope everywhere i always mm. salute that you know what i mean him and kurt warner are our legends our goats Jeremy so Lynn. salute to joe for a great season man yeah couch potato gang is definitely uh we took pride in what joe flacco was doing <laughs> but here's the thing about joe flacco <laughs> he was playing well i told my yeah. son who is as big a browns fan as anybody actually i watched this game 
from a Browns backer bar. If you're not familiar with the Browns backers, it is an organization where Browns fans from around the country get together and watch Browns games in different parts. I mean, even internationally. And so I was at a Browns backers bar in Fort Lauderdale, the Tin Roof. Shout out to the Fort Lauderdale Browns backers. And I was there for an appearance to watch the playoff game with a bunch of Browns fans. I took my son, who was the biggest Browns fan on planet Earth. Now, if you know anything about Browns fans, their oh, week uh, is dictated by how the Cleveland Browns play. And so going into this, I said, hey, Austin, who was my son, I said, look, we're going to watch this with a bunch of other Browns fans. We've been to Browns backers bars in New York. Uh, we watched it in L.A. <laughs> together. Like, it's, it's always a dope environment because it feels like you're in a Cleveland stadium. And I said, hey, if things go wrong for the Browns, I need you to put a strong face on, bro, because people are here to see me. They're here to – I got to sign autographs, take pictures. I can't, you know, be in the dumps. And you're sitting right beside me. You have to <laughs> – you know, you you we are we are working at this point. Right. <laughs> He's like, all right, Dad, I got you. It's it's cool. Joe Flacco threw one interception for a touchdown, and you saw. I'm talking about like you popped a tire, you shot a tire <laughs> with a gun, <laughs> deflation, right? And then by the second interception for a touchdown, this man was slumped in the seat, <laughs> face, like fighting back tears. The only saving right. grace to it was that everybody in the bar was doing the exact same thing. Because I was going to say that must have made him feel a little bit better that it wasn't just you guys alone. And he was like trying to not cry. <laughs> Everyone was kind of depressed in the same moment. So and that was the thing right. it was like the first one he was trying to like, OK, uh, we had this conversation before we got here. Second one. I mean, I've never seen I don't give a damn. <laughs> more pronounced from anybody like he didn't give a damn what anybody thought they were coming up to say hi he wasn't even doing like the you know typical hey how you doing like oh is this your son he, he wasn't giving eye contact he could care less and we just now dug him out of the dumps today it is it is wednesday wow. essentially this is this is he when he's recording himself he was in the back recording himself burn jerseys yeah bro <laughs> he was pissed he was pissed oh at so God. many things, man. But the thing about the Browns, to that point, is I told him going into that game, like, here's what I'm nervous about. I'm nervous about C.J. Stroud because, mm -hmm. as we said on this show, I felt like he was a top-five quarterback in the league right now because he is so cool under pressure. He does not get rattled, and he knows the answer to every test, no matter what the play call is. That's a scary quarterback. That scared me. It also scared me that uh, so many – he was so affected by people picking the Browns. I saw an interview where he was kind of like he had a chip on his shoulder. I didn't. I don't want a good quarterback with a chip on his shoulder. And the last yeah. thing was that Joe Flacco, along with how great he's played, he has still turned the football over. And I told Austin, I'm like, hey, he has more interceptions than, than Lamar Jackson has thrown, and he's only played five games. That scares mm -hmm. me because he has an appetite for turning the football over. And ultimately, that was kind of the nail in the coffin in that playoff game, Juju. Mm, man, and it didn't help that the motor Devin Singletary turned it on finally. Like their their entire team, top to bottom, looked great. Like D'Amico Ryan, salute, man, because I I was shivering. I was like, whenever it was still in the air, um, we had to play the Dolphins, the Colts had to play the Titans, or so. However, it figured out the last couple of weeks. Mm -hmm. I was so happy we didn't have to play C.J. Stroud and them boys and who for is this we? exact reason. Who is we, Juju? Because you're wearing a Lamar Jackson jersey at the moment. You got <laughs> yeah, a Dolphins man. jersey in the background, uh, uh, a Falcons jersey. You got to tell the people who the hell, who is, who was we? That was scared to play the Texans. Number one, we are the people. I got to support all my <laughs> brothers and sisters in the NFL. I, I'm a fan of the Buffalo Bills. That's, that's the we I'm referring okay, to. You, you did me. But how can I not love uh, what, what Christian McCaffrey is doing over there in Bang Bang Niner game? How can I not be a fan of DK Metcalf and uh, them boys in Seattle? It's just sent me to show love. You did me. But I did not want to see C.J. Stroud in the playoffs. I was so happy when we had the Pittsburgh Steelers. It was ridiculous. So, salute to the Browns. But I think y'all just ran into a buzzsaw. That's yeah. it. We did. We did, man. Yeah. I was going to say, I think, like, it's, it's not like you said. It's not like the Browns were, like, absolutely horrible and terrible but i think it's more so that cj stroud is the real deal like yeah, right. even the first the first half alone he had how many passing yards like i don't know 250 or something like that yeah, which is right. insane 
And the Browns defense and secondary was kind of like nowhere to be found. So I think mm-hmm. it's more so like CJ Stroud is the real deal. They're a young team and they looked really effing good. Yeah, man. Right. I mean, I, into that game, somebody asked me what what is like the matchup you're looking at? And I said, are, are they going to be able to stop Nico Collins? Because I felt like the Browns defense was going to try to make them one dimensional and force them into passing the ball, which plays to the Browns that pass rush. And obviously, Miles Garrett, like, will put, we'll put the game on your shoulders. But that scared me because I'm like, typically, when you pressure a quarterback, they play bad, right? Like, that's the key pressure them and make them do things outside their character. But if you watch CJ Stroud versus the Colts, even both Colts games he played, one early in the year, one later, the later one, Pressure no longer rattles him. Like, he is as cool as ice. He does not care. He hangs in there to the last possible second, and he makes a perfect throw. And so I'm like, well, it's going to come down to stopping Nico Collins down the field because C.J. Stroud is not going to be rattled by the pressure. And that's what hurt them early, and it kept them going. The other thing is the Browns' defense has had these lapses in tackling and effort. They're an incredible defense, but, like, at the end of, like, the Niner game, even that they ended up winning – and a couple of other close games that went the other way, it was like they would give up these really big plays because they were waiting on somebody else to make a tackle or make a play. And when you look at right. that touchdown to the tight end Jordan for the Texans who took like a, a short out to the house, it was a lapse in effort and tackling that basically changed the rhythm of the game. Eventually it was the two interceptions from Flacco. But those are the things coming in that you're worried about. Unfortunately, they all reared their head in the exact same moment. At what point in the bar, in the backers bar, was it like, okay, everybody, everybody was like, this is it, it's over. Like, at what point did that happen when you felt the shift in energy? I think it was, uh, what was the touchdown after the second pick six? Because I was surprised, right? It was like one pick six. I'm like, oh, that's not great, guys. But I'm like, this team at, as a whole throughout the year has proved everyone wrong they've they've shown that they're never out of it they've lost incredible players top-notch players and they've stuck in it so i'm gonna hang in there with them after the second pick six i was like oh two pick sixes (laughs) back to back i don't know the statistics (laughs) but i gotta feel like 100 percent we've lost on those sides but the people were still in it i'm like okay i appreciate it the other thing to that nat is playing in houston i played two road playoff games in houston and that atmosphere it is yeah. crazy. It's in a dome. It's loud as hell. Like, and I think you don't think of Houston that way, but I am telling you that <laughs> shit affected the players as well. So, yeah. I mean, they were in it, but the fans Brad, stayed in you, it for as long as possible, Jew. Quick and prompt to a question. Number one, who do you got uh, for um, rookie of the year, CJ Stroud or Puka Nakua? Cole. And before you answer that, I just oh. want to say you look like uh, Omar Epps at the end of Love and Basketball <laughs> when he grew the goatee. All right, first off, you've been giving me a lot of shit about my goatee, and I can't tell you <laughs> how many compliments I've been getting about my goatee. I've been on ESPN. I've been giving <laughs> – you know, I think Jalen Hurts has kind of turned the tie for goatees in this, in this era. Um, and so I was going for a 90s fine look, you know, <laughs> I'm still crafting where we go. <laughs> but it is. So when you reference old movies, I'm actually oh hitting my, my target with that. But for offensive rookie of the year, I think it should be a co-offensive rookie of the year for CJ Stroud mm. and Puka Nakua. We're going to put a pin in that because when we talk Rams, I definitely want to come back to that. Let's take a quick break. And when we come back, we'll talk more about the super wild card Wednesday that was. All right, so we established that the Cleveland Browns are no longer in the hunt for this year's Lombardi, which is fine. We'll get over it. Joe will come out of hiding at some point. Um, Hopefully he is not kidnapped. We uh, have a correspondent, No Face Dan, who (laughs) is on the lookout for him. We will locate both of them as soon as possible. Now the Buffalo Bills, Juju's Buffalo Bills, his favorite team, one of his favorite teams, because he has 28 <laughs> favorite teams. 29. 29. Specific, Sorry. 29. I don't want to short you. But the <laughs> Buffalo Bills, who are his number one favorite team, did come away with a huge win this weekend against the Pittsburgh Steelers. And it wasn't the fact that they won, because I think if you asked anybody going into the playoffs, the Buffalo Bills have been building a lot of momentum, and they were the favorite in that game, obviously, as the, the host of that. It was First off, it was freezing cold. They had to postpone the game because there was so much snow. Um, 
But the thing to me that stuck out was the fact that they looked like a Super Bowl contender. And I haven't mm. seen that a lot from y'all this year, Juju, for a lot of reasons, mm. I feel like. And even I, I was, I'm not going to lie, I felt like the Buffalo Bills all year have been pretenders. Because I'm like, really yeah. good teams don't play to the level of their opponents, and they've done that routinely. And the fact that there was this narrative around them being a quote-unquote dangerous team, a team nobody wants to see, and under, I'm like, they are not a roster that should be an underdog team or like a sneak-up-on-you team. They should be really good because they are really good. They've just been playing shitty. So everybody talks about them like they're this out-of-the-you-know-out-of-nowhere good team. But this weekend, they actually look like that team that they were supposed to be, Juju. Yeah, I mean, that's a great – I commend you for that take. I do not want to jinx anything, so I don't even <laughs> – I don't know how they look. Super Bowl or not, I'm not sure. But I do know that we still – have looked i see the flowers you know how you when it's yourself you see all the other stuff with the bills i just see everything that's still going wrong you feel me thank god they got the w but this is still the 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 team that squeaked out of victory against eastern stick and them boys you feel me not Mm -hmm. knowing three four weeks ago the chargers who couldn't buy a bucket against the raiders i think whoever it was they got beat to sleep the week before Uh and then they look phenomenal against us but during this game um the pivotal guy who was up 21 to zero uh, going into the halftime, uh, two right. minutes left, 237, 227 to be exact. And uh, Josh still decides to throw the ball out of bounds. You feel me? And, and stopping the clock, and they got the ball. They blocked the, the, the field goal. If that, yep. that, I feel like those decisions, those little, little decisions that determine the whole game is why I still don't trust Sean McDermott in certain moments. Yeah. Because they threw the ball and, and, and had to turn it over. And that really sparked the Steelers to come back. Like that really changed the entire game going for a field goal in that cold weather in that long like why kick a 50 yarder in that weather. Punt the ball, man, they can't even move us come on, bro. And and that, that decision is it scares me, especially with Pat Mahomes and T, T. Swizzle, excuse oh, yeah. me, pardon me, the Swifties coming into town. Oh my God. <laughs> I'm petrified. I ain't gonna lie to you. You should be. You should be. Um <laughs> that's the match that we've been looking at for the last couple of years. Now, what did you think watching that game? Well, I mean, I was mostly like watching it and thinking about the weather and the snow there. So I was like, this is actually pretty insane that they're playing in this weather. Um, but yeah, I don't know. They looked good. I feel like I am optimistic for you guys to come out on top against the Chiefs. Um, I don't know if that's a hot take, but no, I'm here for it. It is a hot take. I think it's a hot take. Here's what I don't like about the Buffalo Bills. There was a moment in that game. And this one pissed me off. And I like the Bills, and I like Josh Allen. He's a very damn Talk great, about it. Talented Talk about it. He's a, he's a good football team. Sean McDermott, I'm like, mm, I feel like you've underachieved grossly, to be honest. Um, right. But that's another story for another day. But there was a moment where Josh Allen was, like, scrambling. And right before he gets out of bounds, at the last possible moment, he fires a rocket, crossed his body across the field to none other than Stephon Diggs, who is draped by... Joey Porter Jr., and he makes an incredible mm. catch for a throw that could only be in one spot that is a throw you don't make as a quarterback. You don't throw across your body across the field. That's dangerous. And typically, Josh Allen throws picks in that scenario. So he didn't turn the ball over in this game, which takes yeah. him to a whole other level. But after the play, they kind of did this, like, look at each other, like, yo, we're on a – and it pissed me off, man. <laughs> I'm like, God damn it, they like each other again. Oh, when man, Stephon Diggs like and Josh Allen like each other, they're a scary <laughs> damn football team. And, it's, <laughs> and all year we've been good. Like, I'm not worried about them because they've been beefing. So apparently they must have patched up with whatever hell is going on. Because anytime you're doing a little cute little celebration and looks, I'm like, <laughs> God. Right, get well soon, Joey Porter, too, because he got hurt on that exact play. It was a yeah. scary hit he took from behind from the big lineman. Yeah. And also, too, but side note as well, moving forward, we got Patrick Mahomes and them coming in town, and we just lost uh, Bernard, and we already lost Milano. Like, our linebackers are – look, brother, I thank the grace of God they won that game. Because I, I saw that look in Mason Rudolph's eyes. He looked like he had seen something, <laughs> and, and he was exposing <laughs> it. He just ran out of time. So wish us well moving forward. Defense, and we we dropped Leonard Fournette today, but rest in peace, brother. Like, hopefully he Damn. still gets he did? accoutrement. Yeah, we dropped him out the practice squad, playoff Lenny. Yeah. You know what I mean? Hope he gets some uh, 
whatever level we get to, I hope he gets the accoutrement that co- uh, goes with that. Right. You said rest Without in peace. Me. Like they, like they <laughs> shot him. Like y'all just y'all getting rid of players for real. Okay, so yeah, uh, Patrick Mahomes is not Mason Rudolph. No, no dig at Mason Rudolph. Exactly. But uh, Patrick Mahomes and his squad look good, which we'll get into. What is your confidence meter going into next round? My confidence is like a three out of a hundred. Three out of a dang. So you have no wow. confidence. Our in defense your team. is depleted. Our defense is non-existent right now, as far as the beginning of the season and look at them now we are a whole different i seen demar hamlin getting good minutes the other day and i i look we need we need help back there you see, you see what i'm saying uh-huh. yeah what say? i mean I, so all right so you feel like you're confident three out of a hundred what is your confidence for the texans going against the ravens next week mm, 50 50. Because like like you said earlier, C.J. Stroud just he on a mission right now, and Lamar we already know he struggles. This is when he struggles in the playoffs. I definitely got faith in Lamar. I won't be trust to go to the Super Bowl if we don't win it. But ugh, a a rookie with that hunger in his belly, he don't know what he doing right now. He just he out there like me, just living life frivolously, thinking this is how life goes. This ain't how life go. T.J. Watt (laughs) is over there. JJ Watt was a thing. Like, what, what are we talking about? He ain't got that look in his eye. They're gonna have to stop him, if, if in my opinion, they're gonna have to actually stop them boys. And I don't know, bro, if that's possible right now with Nico looking like that. All right. So on that, on that, along that lines of a, a young quarterback in their first playoff appearance, looking like a seasoned damn vet, Jordan Love with the Packers, man. Mm. They played the Cowboys. They went down to Dallas, Nat, and. He he, and his stat line is almost exactly to C.J. Stroud, which is crazy because they're friends and they train together in the offseason. But he went down there and shut all the Cowboys' hopes of a Super Bowl down so much so they're talking about firing their coach. Now, when you watch that game, what was your big takeaway for the Packers and the Cowboys? <laughs> My big takeaway was this is beautiful. I love watching. <laughs> I love watching the Cowboys downfall. So uh, that was really fun to see. But yeah, no, Jordan Love is also real deal. I mean, I they have gone from like quarterback to quarterback to quarterback, and he has kind of been living up to uh, his expectations. I would say a little bit. Um, he looked really good, and I, like I said, uh, beating the Cowboys. I'm here for that. So I was very happy. Jeez, man, I, I I was, I can't say I was surprised by the Cowboys outing. I wasn't surprised. Me neither. I, I did think that this year would be different, but they played right. worse in that game. Yeah, I did. I mean, if you watched them all year, they looked like Dak seemed ready. He, yeah, but didn't he? Hasn't he looked like that before? Not at this. Yeah. This year was like a little. It was a touch. <laughs> better i'm just being a hater i'm just a hater no but you that's what i hear I, all i hear is thank god we got to play the packers and not them damn cowboys that's what i hear ah man i don't i don't know man i kind of feel like the, the niners would rather see the cowboys i mean they smashed them this year they smashed what? them last year they have dan quinn's defensive number but also the packers did too dak prescott yeah. like in their offense my problem with the cowboys is all the people that needed to show up did it michael parsons mm. I love him. I think he's super talented, and he's young. So I'm going to give him the grace of continuing. But if I was someone around him, I would tell him, like, yo, all that other stuff is cool. The win, the, you know, you know, calling your shot. But the great ones, they show up in that moment. Same with Dak Prescott. He's a little further in his career, obviously. So it's like, yo, Dak, you got to show up early in that game. Mike McCarthy, you incredible job with this offense all year. And when you needed it most, you did it show up and that was the problem for the cowboys were on the other side of the field the packers everybody showed up they showed up and they showed the hell out and now it's like like i said if i'm the 49ers i'm actually like damn you got a young quarterback who you've watched mature throughout the year i mean you talk about confidence sitting in there making no making the throws lafleur talked about now he gives him the ability to change plays that's rare early on. It's like kind of bullshit right. that the Packers somehow <laughs> now reload at quarterback after almost three decades of Hall of Fame quarterback play, Nat. I mean, yeah, you're you're right. He is going to come in there. He's young. He's ready. He's confident. But um, I have faith in our 
in both our defense and our, you know, everything that we have going on right now. And also I loved the little shot that Shanahan took at the Cowboys too, saying that we were preparing for the Packers like halfway through the second quarter or something like that. Um, I was like, yeah, that's, you know, I, I get it and I like it. So yeah, I mean, I'm not that, I'm not, I'm really not that nervous. You're not nervous. So you no, not really. You're guaranteeing a win right now here on the Tomahawk show that the 49ers will beat the Packers. Yes. Mm. No hesitation. No hesitation. I wish I had that. What you have, Nat? Like you got (laughs) confidence. You got swagger. Like I, I wish I grew up to be just like you, sis. Aww, that's Uh, so nice. Very sweet moment, but. Not having confidence is what I would expect from a Buffalo Bills fan with the Ravens jersey on and eight other teams in the background, Juju. We're going to take a quick break. We come back. We're going to build Juju's confidence up, and we're going to talk about the other playoff matchups that happened during Super Wildcard Wednesday weekend. All right, continuing the theme around Super Wildcard weekend, not Wednesday. Um, We're going to go to the Chiefs and the Dolphins. The Dolphins flew up from Miami. I'm in Miami right now. It was like 85 degrees today. <laughs> they had to play in uh, like negative 27 degree weather with the windshield in Kansas City. And it was very clear that Dolphins do not belong in cold weather. Watching this game, Nat, did it make you feel like all the conversation around the Chiefs throughout the season was bullshit? <laughs> <laughs> well, um, I mean... Kind, I feel like kind of just because I feel like, okay, they lost a couple games and people were like, oh, are the Chiefs like, you know, are they losing it? Are they losing their touch or whatever? And it's like, no, you can never count them out. And that's why, you know, I I did give my hot take of, oh, the Bills might do it. But, you know, and I might be backtracking that a little bit, but. <laughs> Um, yeah, no, I mean, it's not like it's all bullshit because they did kind of like dip a little and obviously aren't looking as strong as they have in the past. But mm-hmm. like, no, you can never count the Chiefs out. OK, so the Chiefs looked like they were the actual Kansas City Chiefs. They like just turned to switch. And yeah, it was cold. And, you know, to uh, Tyreek, they were all freezing cold. They all were like, yeah, we good with this offseason. Even my man, <laughs> Mike McDaniel, like at one point, it looked like he put Vaseline on his face because it was like. <laughs> You know, you got a real shiny face and they were doing the interview. And I'm like, oh, yeah, man, they had to. Their opportunity was against the Bills to make it a home playoff game. The moment they missed that, it was on the, It was on to uh, 2024 season. Simple as that, <laughs> Juju. What was your takeaway That's watching the beautiful. Day? Oh, my God. I can't believe you said those words you just said. That's so beautiful. Oh, my God. I was at that game as well. It was just so such a blessing to so see the up. Dolphins and the Dolphins fans. Hold up. That? How many games did you go to this weekend? Yeah, you were at all of them or what? No, the Dolphins versus the uh, Bills. Whenever we took the uh, East from oh. oh, okay, okay. I'm like, yeah, yeah. did you go to the playoff game <laughs> this weekend for the Bills? Yeah, the uh, the Buffalo Bills. Yes, sir, Skiano. How was it? Was it freezing? Look, man, it was – once it gets – to me, once it gets 30, we dead anyway. My toes are going to do the same thing they're going to do. So it's all, it's all terrible. You will not see me at the uh, Bills Chiefs. You probably won't see me at no more of them because – that's an experience. You know what I mean? It's getting to and fro of the arena be the problem. Mm. So did I mean? you have Rose. to did you have to like crawl through the snow to your seats like other people or what? Nah, luckily uh we got there in uh CP time, so things were already <laughs> taken care of my row wise. You just you jumped did. in the, the seat was already heated because somebody had left because he was two quarters late yeah, on uh yeah. on we, color we, people. We scrolled in. All right, so uh, the Chiefs move on. As we mentioned, they go to battle the Buffalo Bills this week. Uh, Another game that happened, which is relevant, especially to a lot of Browns fans, is that the Eagles took a big L to Baker Mayfield and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And Baker Mayfield has had an incredible season. I got to give my dude his props because while it didn't work out in Cleveland and it didn't work out in Carolina and essentially didn't work out with the L.A. Rams, he has seemed like he found a home in Tampa Bay. He had a really good season. This year, uh, one of his best statistically as some incredible weapons. And he went out there and he beat the Eagles, who at one point I think everybody picked to be in the Super Bowl this year. A lot of issues with the Eagles from coaching to players on player crime and to even the head of security fighting opposing team people. So they've had a lot of turmoil in their own right. The Eagles had a players only meeting a week before (laughs) this game. And if there is no bigger indicator (laughs) that you are about to take a big fat L, it is. Calling a players-only meeting. Because I can promise you right now, 
the success rate on players only meeting is so low that the moment I saw that happening, <laughs> I had to stop myself from flying directly to Vegas to put every piece of <laughs> currency I had on my man Baker Mayfield. Watching that game, Nat, what were your thoughts? Were you was there a piece of you as a as a as a quasi Browns fan as well? You're a Niner gang for sure, but you definitely root for the Browns. Yeah. And you were with us as with the Baker Mayfield specifically, uh the Baker Mayfield experience. Was there a part of you who was proud of Baker or were you a little pissed off that the Browns took an L and Baker's out here balling in front of the whole country? No, I'm, no I definitely am leaning towards the I'm proud of him, you know, being all like sentimental about it. Okay. Um, I, I There was no part of me that was like petty or pissed about uh, like how we let him go or anything like that. No, I'm happy to see that he was thriving. I'm happy to see the Eagles lose. Um, after all of the, the hype about their defense, they were, where were, where was the defense? I don't know. Right. Um, but yeah, no, happy for Baker. And I'm glad, I'm glad that he took them to a win. what you think, Juju? She's taking a high road fakely Man. or what? Yeah, she's faking it. She, she, I, I see what Nat doing today. And I, I, I'm in love with it. I like, that's my Juju. sister. So I want to be like her. But at the same time, the, the, the Eagles, what in the hell? Like, salute to Baker Mayfield and salute to the uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. But more so than this game, they lost to the Giants last week. They look, they lost to the Arizona Cardinals. Like, what is happening? Dare I say, uh, Sirianni? Siriano, whatever, Mr. Italian, he got Italian flag on his hat, his back. Like, come <laughs> on, brother, we we all know. We need to see some more Philadelphia Eagles around these things. But, brother, I think he has his time is up. In, in Dang, no, brother, like you, bro, he is such a ridiculous person at times <laughs> that winning helps it's like medicine oh you give me some a spoonful of robitussin and i can take it if you give me some pepsi right after which is a w he been giving us robitussin with l's no sir no that's not how it go when bill <laughs> belichick on the market that's not how it go mm. when pete carroll talking about he threw that's not how it go when nick saban over there looking like he want to coach some damn body so dare i say brother nick you may as well get your uh your lunch pail your little brown box and pack it up bro and go be go be with big donnie Cause that's when the season fell apart when you lost Big Donnie. So go go with him, man. Start a little business or something, man. Come on, man. We can't fire Sirianni after a, a string of eight bad games. They were in the Super Bowl and they started this season ten and one. I get it. I know it hasn't looked great and there's a lot of issues. You can't give him at least one more chance to figure it out. One more season. He was in the Super Bowl. I got two words for you. I got two words for you, Doug Peterson. Get him I, out of here, brother. Short leashes around here, brother. That boy won a Super Bowl man. and got fired instantly. That's get him wild. out of here in Jacksonville with them Duval boys. I get it, but there has to be some stability. Like, you can't – I know in this new day and age, it's very easy to judge quarterbacks off of their first 20 plays that they play, and if they're not good, get them out of here, you're a backup. Or a coach that comes in, and even if you win the Super Bowl two years ago, you can fire him. I don't like that either because it, it at yeah. some point – we can't complain about the football being bad and then also play musical chairs with the quarterbacks and the coaches. Because how do you? How does Jalen Hurts get better? In his second full year of starting, you give him a new offensive coordinator and now you fire the head coach. Like, And if he plays bad next year, are we going to say, oh, well, Jalen Hurts ain't no good? Or is it the fact you haven't really given him a chance to develop alongside somebody to figure out some of these issues? I don't know the right answer. I'm just telling you it just don't feel right. Yeah, I, I feel you, and I don't know the right answer either, but I know it ain't damn Sirianni. That's C, I'm not guessing C. That All right, is a, so you B, say Sirianni out. Uh, Nat, is Mike McCarthy, should he be fired? Yeah. Yes, why? <laughs> <laughs> because it's time. I'm Everything Juju just said about Sirianni is my answer to Mike McCarthy. Okay, I actually nice. see McCarthy more than I see Sirianni. But I see both of them because the moment I was kind of, you know, I know I went on that high, that tirade. But the moment I started to be kind of out on Sirianni is whenever they beat the Chiefs and he was walking out of the tunnel and he said, why about that, Chiefs fans? I said, oh, oh man, God. you're a cornball. Oh, that's, right? that's it. That told me if you'll do that, that tells me what the players are probably thinking about the stuff you say on a daily basis. And slowly right, but surely man. it's starting to roden. After that very moment. <laughs> All right, the last playoff game before we get into some picks, looking forward to the divisional round. Rams and the Lions. The Lions got their first playoff victory since before Fat Nat was even born. 
and we won't reveal her age because that is not what we're in the business of doing. But just know and do the math. You could do the math. I think it was 32 years ago the Lions won last, and Jared Goff got some get back against the Rams, who traded him away. And I felt like when they traded him, it wasn't like hey, we're you know we're giving you something and getting something. It was just kind of like hey, we'll throw him in the deal too if you want him. Right? right, and he was kind of left for dead. So the the sweet vindication that I'm sure Jared Goff felt, getting to beat mm. the Rams and Sean McVay in that organization, and the quarterback who was a legend right. there, and could never do what Jared Goff just did. Ah oh, man, never. he got, he got to be walked. That's like a Super Bowl. They don't care if they win the next game or not. Oh, they care. <laughs> I mean, they, they care. care. <laughs> they care. Them Detroit but, players care. But, but you're right. That he did big. what Stafford could never do. You did me salute. He was smoking that Stafford pack, that Bay pack. You All feel right. me? <laughs> Which also, again, to the Puka Nakua, C.J. Stroud conversation, I think they should be co-offensive players of the year because C.J. Stroud is amazing. But what Puka yeah. Nakua did in his rookie year is right. also equally amazing. And I, I don't know what the right what if they'll do that, but I my vote would be co-offensive rookies of the year. Never. They're not going to do it at all. You're going to save it. They're probably <laughs> going to end up <laughs> giving it to C.J. Stroud. Yeah. I, I'm yeah. Just, if I had to gamble and guess. Yeah. Because the quarterback is just a little different. All right. Let's yeah. do some quick picks for the divisional round. We got the Texans versus the Ravens. I'll start it off. I'm going with the Ravens. And honestly, I think the Ravens are going to win the Super Bowl this year. I'm going to put that mm. out there right now. Wow. That's my Super Bowl pick is the Baltimore Ravens. And I think they beat the Texans this weekend. Fat Nat, who you got, Texans or Ravens? I have the Ravens, even though I would rather the Texans win. But I have the Ravens win. Because you're scared of the Ravens. Yeah. You don't want to see them. In a I mean, game. yeah, like, <laughs> duh. Yeah, that makes sense. All right, you got the Ravens jersey on, Juju. Who are you of picking? Of course. The Texans of or the course. Ravens? Exactly. You got, I got this jersey on. You know I'm picking the Texans. Baby, oh, I'm riding with C.J. Stroud and <laughs> yeah. boys, dog. Like, I love Big Trust. You my dog. If I see us in the streets getting jumped, I'm jumping in, diving in. I'm going to get them That's off crazy. a bit, Lamar. I'm a bit fan, but I think C.J. Stroud and them boys got a little bit working in, in, in uh, Houston. I don't know, man. Lamar seemed hungry this year. He seemed like he got he a do. different hunger to him. All right, next game, we got Chiefs and the Bills. I am going to go with the Chiefs because I feel like Mahomes and them boys look good last week. And also, I still ultimately want to be right about the Bills, so I'm just going to always pick for that to be the case. Uh, Juju, we'll go to you next. Bills, Chiefs, Bills, right? Nobody circles the wagons like the Buffalo Bills. <laughs> I think that means he's picking the Bills, um, <laughs> even though he gave them a 3% chance, 3% confidence meter earlier in the show. <laughs> Fat Nat, who you got? The Chiefs or I'm, the Buffalo I'm, Bills? I'm sticking with the Bills. Oh, okay. I have right. my, uh, that's my upset. I have right. it. I have it. All right. Going over to the NFC, we'll start with the Buccaneers versus the Lions. There is a chance that either <laughs> Baker Mayfield or Jared Goff will be in the NFC championship game, which is a wild turn of events that I don't think any of us would have picked probably 15 months ago. But I am going to go with the Lions. Lions have a home playoff game here. I think Baker will play well, and I am proud of him. But I think ultimately the Lions keep this train going. Fat now, who you got, Lions or Buccaneers? I also have the Lions. I think they're okay. on such a high that there's no way they're going to lose to Baker and the Bucks. Perfect. I think if we had the rights, we would put little Lions logos on this show, but I don't know if we do. <laughs> um, we'll, we'll, we'll check in on that. Juju, who do you got, Lions or Buccaneers? Man, I'm taking the Lions, dog. I oh. gotta go with Dan Campbell. I'm with Dan Campbell. We just doomed them to lose just now. Yes, just that's, for the record. That's what I, I'm going. <laughs> right, we got to put some respect on Jared Goff's name. He beat the Cam Newton curse. I think it's his to lose at this point. <laughs> Cam Newton curse. We're gonna get into that uh, in our last segment. Uh, facts or cap? But this is what he put a three box in, and we all put the lines underneath. I call that meme alert because what happens is when the fans see that everyone picked against them, they are like, "Oh, you guys were wrong," and it's like, "Hey, man, it's a 50-50 chance." That's how this works. All right, last game. <laughs> I'm gonna start with Juju here. After I give my pick, mm. 49ers and Packers. At San Fran, I'm going to go with the 49ers. But I, that is not a – man, I feel like they're going to kill him. I think it's going to be a close game, and I would not be surprised if Jordan Love comes out balling. Juju, who do you got, 49ers or Packers? LaFleur versus Kyle Shanahan. Four words. 
Bang, bang, niner gang. Bang, yeah. bang, <laughs> bang, niner bang, niner gang. All right. So hey. I'm, I'm going to go to Fat Nat next, but I will say the LaFleur versus uh, Shanahan playoff matchups have been crazy. Obviously, you know the story that they've coached together for like decades. Mm -hmm. They are friends, but Shanahan has routinely got the better of the Packers and Aaron Rodgers. And the storyline I'm looking out for is Jordan Love, the missing link to get LaFleur over the hump. I'm going to get mm. your pick, Nat, but only because I have to. Because I was that like is. a last attempt at trying to, try to, to sway you to, to maybe pick the other team? Don't pick with um, your heart. Pick with your head. Um, bang, bang, Niner gang. Bang, bang, <laughs> Niner gang. All right, you got our pick for the divisional round. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to get into a segment we call Facts or Cap. Welcome back to the Tomahawk Show. We are talking NFL playoffs in our last segment. We call facts or caps. In this segment, Fat Nat reads a statement, and then we all chime in on whether or not the statement is facts or it's cap. And cap, for all those over the age of 33, means a lie. It's what the kids are talking about. I don't know. My son told me, and I figured it out. All right, first up, Nat, what we got? All right, so the Dallas Cowboys bowed out of the playoffs in embarrassing fashion again, this time getting smoked at home by Jordan Love and the Packers, who support the youngest roster ever to make a postseason. Facts are cap. It's time to finally be done with the entire Cowboys experience. Wow, we're just going to cancel the whole <laughs> Yeah, cancel the Cowboys. The whole, thing, just <laughs> the whole experience. <laughs> whole experience of Dallas Cowboys. America's <laughs> team, meanwhile. All right, so I would say it is time to move on from everybody. I will. And not, not like in a bad way. It just ain't working. Mike McCarthy, I was like a proponent of keeping him because they look so much better this season. But when you lay an egg like that, it, you, really, you really don't have a leg to stand on. You should have won that game. If the very least, you should have had a better showing. He's got to go. Dak Prescott, we got to get you somewhere else, man. We got to get you into, you know, hey, maybe I don't know what the Dolphins going to do with Tua. Maybe you show up in Miami and you get a... Uh, a Mike McDaniel offense, and maybe that's the match made in heaven. I don't know, Juju. What you think? I think get ready to learn ATL and these, Dak Prescott, because your ass is out of there. Dang. But uh, <laughs> the uh, uh, salute to Dallas Cowboys. Like I said, I'm not an uh, enemy of yours. You know, y'all fans are very loud. I get it. I'm not your enemy. We all love our team. So it's not our fault. I just don't like the fact that they be rushing in the stadium as soon as they open the doors to their <laughs> seats as if the seats ain't a sign. I don't understand, y'all. I'm happy to see you go. Definitely Dang. a lot of moves to be made in Dallas. Um, first off, C.D. Lamb, don't braid your hair for the first time in the playoffs. That, I feel like that, that has something to do with it. <laughs> you feel me? Like, it's a lot of little things that they do just aggravate the hell out of people as fans. So <laughs> let's, let's just see moving forward. Let's see some consistency. C.D. Lamb can't even get braided up. Nah, bro. Head's tender as hell second quarter. He by, I seen him on the sideline doing this. Dang. What's that? Oh, my gosh. All right. Well, <laughs> Nat, I know you already tried to fire the coach earlier in the show, so I don't got to ask you that one. Hit me with the next one. All right. Jerry Jones was seen walking out of AT&T Stadium, basically turning pink with rage after the mm, beatdown. Mm. Facts are cap. Jerry Jones was rushing to give Bill Belichick a call right after the game. That is cap. And I don't even know if I followed the <laughs> facts or cap uh, uh, standards in the first question. But this is, this is cap. There is no way in hell that Bill Belichick <laughs> and Jerry Jones would work. And I don't even think they would make it past the conversation stage of that exploration because Bill Belichick needs complete control. And Jerry Jones needs complete control. And one thing... Two control freaks cannot do is occupy the same space. Jerry Jones is a lot of the problem in Dallas. It is not only the quarterback. It is not only the head coach. The fact that he has a podcast talking about all the things he shouldn't be talking about publicly wow. uh, every single week, and we know exactly notice. what he thinks, is half of the problem. So I don't think that that would ever work, Juju. Yeah, that's that's ridiculous. I feel like... You as at this point in time in history, you ain't finna tell Bill Belichick to do not a damn thing. Neither is you finna tell Jerry Jones what he finds the best to do. So mm -hmm. I, I, I'm on your boat, like, bro, that ain't gonna work. I think the Harbaugh probably will get that, and the dark horse, dark dark horse, watch out for Nick Saban, cause he ain't been too ain't too, no too vocal way. about what he. 
It ain't gonna work. I know. I'm I'm an idiot. I know. I smoke a lot of marijuana from time <laughs> no, to time. No, no. But I'm just saying, keep an eye out. I definitely see Harbaugh as a better fit than Bill Belichick, though. I like the Harbaugh fit. I think Harbaugh ends up with the Chargers. Saban is retired, and mm. I believe him. And Saban was a terrible NFL coach because he couldn't make the players do whatever he wanted them to because they got paid too much money. That so damn uh, shame, dirt yeah. on his name, just like that. Nah, it's the truth. That's facts. You talk about facts or cap, baby. That's fact. That's mo. That's some extra facts for your ass. All right. Man, I would. I would say he did. He 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 thought he had Drew Brees, and they vetoed the trade. They said you can't have Drew Brees, and now he had to deal with what? Everybody get your roll on Randy Culpepper, Dante Culpepper. <laughs> oh man. All right. What we got next, Nat? All right, next we have Tyreek Hill spent a lot of time joking around before the Dolphins Chiefs playoff matchup, talking about how he couldn't get Kelsey and Mahomes to text him back. Then after losing, he tweeted a picture of himself pregame asking how many people asking how people let him out onto the field without chapstick. Facts or cap, is it bad juju to have your star player being so nonchalant about another playoff loss? Yeah. Oh, no, I, I mean, that's that's cap. I don't think it was. I mean, Tyreek Hill is the reason they was in the position they were in. Uh, he is a person that everybody knows has a fun time and a good time. And I actually, I appreciate it because I don't think the way Tyreek Hill plays, like he he's, if you've never met Tyreek Hill, I'm not bullshitting. He's the same height as me. He might have you by half an inch. And you can't be as good as he is by playing the game nonchalantly or not caring. Because it, right. I don't know if you've ever seen NFL players but them dudes is big. And I didn't have the duality to joke around because it was such a serious thing to me during my career because I'm like, these guys are trying to kill me. So the fact that he could do both of those things tell you, A, how good he is, but B, he's also entertaining. Like, I think uh, th there was a clip they put on social media about Ladarius Snee, who was mic'd up, like, jump jamming him and jammed the yeah. shit out of him. And, uh, <laughs> and he retweeted and said, jam my ass to Cancun. And I'm like, that's you talk about supreme self-awareness. It actually makes right. me nervous because I'm like, ah, damn it. He's coming to the media soon. And I've yeah. had the short receiver um, entertaining uh, lane sewed up for a long time now. And now I know my days are numbered, Juju, because Tyreek <laughs> is coming. Yeah, bro. Look, normalize Tyreek's Ty Ty Hill behavior after a loss. Like, brothers and sisters, growing up, little kids everywhere, see that. Look, you can excel in this game, but you don't have to make it your only thing, like your heart, your soul. You can lose and still be a winner. You can lose and still move on. That man house burnt down this week. You feel me? So he has every reason to be sad right now. And him showing that the, the people, just people around the world who need encouragement, that man, look, bro. I, I can make fun of myself, man. It, it actually is a good example to set, so I'm definitely a fan of it. Yeah, the money also helps. Uh, what we got next, Matt? <laughs> yeah, just a little bit. <laughs> All right, so Jared Goff won against the Rams, and both Dak and Tua bowed out at the playoffs, making Cam Newton two for three in his game manager comments from a few weeks back. Facts are cat. Cam will go three for four when Brock Purdy and the Niners face the Packers this weekend. Immediately, uh, cat. Thank you. <laughs> thank, bang, thank, bang, you. Bang, bang, thank you for your uh, quick answer there, Fat Nat. <laughs> I'm going to say, I'm going to say cap this weekend because I think Brock Purdy plays well. Um, but Jared Goff bought out. So, mm. I mean, there's still some games left. That's the thing about this prediction. It's like what? Because somebody plays bad, he's right. And I'm not saying he was wrong because there is some truth to what he's saying. But, like, how is it yeah. that unless you win the Super Bowl, you're wrong? So if Jared Goff wins the Super Bowl, is he not long, no longer a game manager? I don't think so. I yep, think Jared Goff is a Bible. game manager. <laughs> that's I, how it works. Is he wins the Super Bowl, it's, hey, it's in the Bible. That's hot takes. Ecclesiastes. Hot takes. I'm not even going to give this any, <laughs> any, uh, any real life. I'm not going to dignify this with an answer because there's no way he can be wrong if I do. Because the moment they play bad, he's right, Juju. Yeah, yeah, I think he's gonna be right regardless because there's <laughs> nothing wrong with being a game manager. Like you said, it's yeah. just a, however you see the word game manager, it hits you a certain way. I think he's a good game manager, bro. Don't you ain't gotta go out there and do a backwards flip but for us to win. That's that's uh CC right there, that's uh CMC. I mean, that's Debo right there. You really ain't gotta go do too much, bro. Just lob it down, dump it down, hit little Jennings every one, what. 30 passes, throw it to Jennings one time, and then you good, brother. So I think he Cam will be right, but I still think the Niner gang is still going bang, bang. I feel that. All right, what we got next? <laughs> 
Um, next, the Chiefs made light work of the Dolphins, but one of the highlights of the day was probably Taylor Swift rocking a custom Travis Kelsey coat designed mm. by Kristen Juszczyk, who is the wife of 49ers fullback Kyle Juszczyk. Hey. Bad, but the NFL needs to hire Kristen to start designing NFL gear next season. I think I think it they're fits. not going to be able to afford her. I'm going to say Cap because <laughs> she gained over 500,000 followers this week which means she's going to be making a whole lot more money independently <laughs> than she is going to get paid by uh, NFL shops or fanatics, Juju. Yeah, for sure. They better hire her now. They better be, that phone call have better been made because she finna go into Valentino lane, the Versace lane when it comes to this. Because, brother, T-Swizzle had it on and, and they fresh. And you see the one she made for Simone Biles? I can tell oh you right God. now, if Simone Biles is buying them and Taylor Swift is buying them, I can't afford them. So... Right. They might as well be Versace Look, and Gucci. I got a prediction. By the by the end of uh their run, as I'm talking about when they old, 90 years old in the bed, holding hands, Helen and Kyle, I think she gonna end up being the breadwinner. Got the money. <laughs> because this is major, bro. Absolutely. T Swizzy with the Swifties. That and we love Juice. Juice is a fan of the Tomahawk show. Um Got but, to know. But also because the fullback position will be obsolete. All right, last one now. We gotta go through this one quick. We got about fifty <laughs> seconds. Okay, this one's an easy one. We've talked a lot about the weather in this pod, so it's only right we bring it up again. Facts or cap? Is football weather mostly trash and everybody should play in warm weather or inside a dome? Uh, that is facts. Count me out of cold mm -hmm. weather. I grew up in Pittsburgh, outside of Pittsburgh in Pennsylvania, called Johnstown. I went to school with Toledo, which is right by Canada. I played in Canada for two years. I then played for the Cincinnati Bengals in the AFC North and then the Cleveland Browns. And every time it got cold, I fucking hated it. So right. count me out. I would rather play in a dome or in warm weather a hundred times out of a hundred, Juju. Exactly, bro. All these good players from Alabama, Florida, Texas, guess who be drafting them? The damn Packers. Now go out there and play in the tundra. I'm from Florida. Stop. <laughs> I don't want to do this. Because y'all got a reputation for this. I mean, I'm good at it, Buffalo. But yeah, I think they should play in domes. I'm with you, uh, how all right, I like that. I appreciate you speeding it up there for the sake of time. That does it for this episode of the Tomahawk Show. We'll be back next week. Same time, same place, talking divisional round playoff implications in the NFL. And hopefully our homeboy Joe Thomas will be back in the building. Uh, until next time, ladies and gentlemen, Fat Nat, take us out. Yay! Joe, hawk yourself. Hey! Look at him. <laughs> Beautiful! I love the genuine excitement. <laughs>